0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Back to God. Our scripture reference today is 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 3 through 15. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing. Then Samuel said to all the house of Israel, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Astartes from among you. Direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So Israel put away the Baals and the Astartes and they served the Lord only. And then Samuel said, gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and drew water and poured it out before the Lord. They fasted that day and said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mitzpah. When the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mitzpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, and pray that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty voice that day against the Philistines, and threw them into confusion. And they were routed before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down as far as beyond Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mitzpah and Jeshanah, and named it Ebenezer. For he said, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The towns that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. seven days without god makes one week and that's what we call bumper sticker theology qt maxims aren't always the best way to illustrate our understanding of god but sometimes they stick so well it's hard to not use them this one does relate to a biblical passage the prophet samuel is the last leader of israel before they asked for a king First Samuel seven says that Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He was a faithful leader, so he understood what the people of God needed if they were to live faithfully before God. The text says the people lamented after God. The NIV helps us best understand what their feeling was. It says all the people turned back to the Lord. Recall they had suffered a great defeat. As a result, the Philistines took control of the Ark of the Covenant. When it returned to their possession, the people felt a need to turn to God. Had they concluded their failure was a consequence of a disconnect between them and God? It could be. Had their suffering opened their eyes to realize something about what they had become? Perhaps. These are reasonable thoughts based on Samuel's response to them. He gave them instructions if, indeed, they were returning to the Lord with all your heart. If they were ready to turn back to God, they would need to do three things. Put away the gods they had grown accustomed to, direct their heart to God, and serve God only. Right before I began writing today's devotional, I read an article from the Religion News Service. The article discussed a recent study that suggested more churches are closing in the U.S. than are opening. Of course, that kind of news is nothing, well, new. We've long heard about the gradual decline in church membership over the last few decades. In some regards, much of that is balancing off the exponential growth that happened in the mid 20th century. What the church in America experienced then was an anomaly perfect storm of factors contributed to the kind of growth the church experienced. Now we're seeing that erode. It pains us to think our children are leaving the church. We can't keep up with programs the way we used to do. Buildings are getting older and becoming more of a financial burden. And whether all of this is completely good or bad is what gets talked about again and again in online articles, podcasts, and even weekly sermons. At the very least, many of us in the church realize something has happened. What is our response going to be? Taking a cue from 1 Samuel 7, turning to God requires something of us. If you are reading this, I assume your response would be to turn to God. If so, understand this. There are plenty of gods in the church today. How many church leaders bow to the gods of statistics and finances? How many churches serve a sense of accomplishment and success instead of mission? So many of the ministry conversations I've had have centered around going back to what we had at an earlier time. It's not because of what was happening, but rather because that is what was important to me. In many ways, we're prone to serve ourselves Before we serve God. And we're weak if we keep with those ways. So let's do an inventory. What gods and idols take up space in God's church today? And don't just point fingers at others, that's too easy. Look at your walk with God, what you expect out of church, and what you're willing to do or not to do for the sake of the mission of a church. If you experience the freedom of serving God in fullness, You'll be better prepared to help the church do the same. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing.